like a like an onion, Josh. I mean, this is every commercial break during the show. Layers. There's, there's more to this Ben Albright story. I can't get enough. Hour what, three of the Plank Show. What was he thinking? I, can I just give everyone a little professional advice? I'm not saying that I know how to do anything the right way. Um, but the worst thing you can do is go to social media with your problems or for help. Now, let me give you a, a couple of categories here. And if you agree or disagree, I'm more than willing to hear you at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref, or on the text line, 405-651-3439. Things to get advice from Twitter peeps, restaurants, goofy arguments. What like shows have you guys been watching? TV Any good new shows, TV shows? Right. I don't think you go to Twitter for some sort of... To air out your ex-girlfriend or wife? Right. Some sort of dramatic search for... I Validation? Whatever. <laughs> I, I... And then again, though... There is this person that I've never met in my life, and somehow we're Facebook friends. And I can't get enough of her feed and the problems she's having with her ex-husband, whom she apparently still loves, her boyfriend that just broke up with her. She's apparently having a procedure today at the hospital. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, I know this person probably better than some family members right now. And it's terrible, all the stuff that she's putting out on social media. But yet, I'm like, uh, what's the term? Um, I'm like a window shopper. She's a window shopper. That's me right now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like, watch. I'm like, whoa, this is something. I can't wait to see what's next today. Social media ain't that place. Meanwhile, uh, have you seen this little spat real quick? It didn't make the top five stories of the day between Houston and Connecticut. I guess the governor of Connecticut, Ned Lamont, went on a radio show and said that, well, here, I've, I've, I've got it right here. Yeah, it's, let's, let's it, just here, hear it. It's really quick, and it's not the best audio because, well, it's a, it's a Connecticut radio station. You walk around downtown Houston, which is butt ugly. It's not much there, except for all the guys. You know that's going to be tweeted. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Houston, we got a problem. Wait, wait, hold on. Kendall, I don't want the person blocked. I can't get enough of this story right No, it's now. too so entertaining. It's too entertaining. Um, Houston, I mean, it's butt ugly. Listen, he's not wrong. <laughs> and I love Houston. But walking around downtown Houston, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing place on the planet. When you drive and you see the Houston skyline, it's not... <gasps> Oh, be still my heart. It's freaking Houston, okay? If I've learned anything about Americans, it's this. We all like to feel like our situation's better than everybody else's. Right. So Houston sucks. OKC sucks. Right. Connecticut sucks. It all sucks. New York City sucks. Los Angeles sucks. Everywhere stinks. By the way, compared to Connecticut, Houston is but ugly. But, of course, you know, everyone's got to be outraged. Here's the Houston mayor. Oh, no, hell no. We're not going to feed you, dine you, host you, house you. And you're going to go back and talk about butt ugly? <laughs> Which end was he looking from? So I just want to point this out. They still had to pay for everything. You know, it's not like Houston opened the door and was like, here's all your free food. <laughs> you know, it's... 
Come to our f- city where everything's free. By the way, I'm waiting for it. Uh, a well, actually. Well, actually, it's the NCAA. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But it wasn't like it was, hey, tin stoffel, buddy. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Breaking news. Houston. It's tough. I know you got to accept it. It's kind of ugly. It's okay. Right up there with other ugly cities. It's fine. But... You know, flex on the incredible restaurant scene, the vibrant professional sports areas. Close to the coast. Right. But trying to pretend like you're a looker, I mean, kind of a five. It's okay. I spent a summer in Houston. It was brutally hot and I couldn't wait to leave. Yeah, and you got traffic and... It's almost like people are just sitting there chilling, not really in a rush to go anywhere. That's why I'm glad we live somewhere beautiful like Oklahoma City. I mean, right? <laughs> All right, let's get after it. It's Anything time. you could want, it's right here. It's right here, baby. state of Oklahoma. All right, let's go. Top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. By the way, this comes from a guy who has lived in uh, Wood River, Illinois, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Norman, and now Goldsby slash Washington. So I know pretty. Uh, Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107, 14 table games, blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em. Did I mention happy hour? Monday through Friday, 3 to 6, newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Are we starting to worry as to whether or not the Pac-12 is truly going to make it? I've been a firm believer that they're fine and all is right with the world. But the latest harumph harumph out of Pac-12 land doesn't seem to fit with what everyone else seem to think it would be yesterday I don't know I don't know who got it first and I know everyone's very particular about getting proper credit around here I first saw it from everybody's favorite college football insider Stuart Mandel whenever he tweeted the timeline for a deal a Pac-12 TV contract is now late spring early summer According to a person with knowledge of discussions, several Pac-12 presidents had recently said a deal was imminent. The source said those comments were overly optimistic. Pete Thamel added to that. Pac-12 CEOs meeting next week. No deal will be announced. There's been comments from league presidents that suggested a deal was coming sooner. Arizona President Bobby Robbins used a Used weeks as a timeline in a recent interview. Michael Crow, the president of Arizona State, said they were in the final stages. Those timelines appear to be too optimistic as the Pac-12 remains engaged with multiple media partners. Those include streaming services and apparently the the CW. The CW? I don't know if I've watched the CW in a... Ever? Uh, we had, what, the Ion report that was out there earlier? <laughs> but, hey, man, 
whoever's going to carry your games, let's go. But I don't know. What do you make of this? Because I don't, I'm not freaking out too much yet if I'm a Pac-12 fan any more than I normally have. But when two sources indicate there's been discussions between Pac-12 and the CW, I don't know if that necessarily builds confidence for me. And the fact that they were talking Ion earlier, and I don't even know what that is either, and I'm a TV nerd. What do we make of it, Josh? Are we in big trouble here with the Pac-12? Well, it's not one of the usual names, right? It's not your your CBS, Fox, ESPN, NBC. So that part, I think, probably is a little bit alarming to some Pac-12 fans. And it's not a streaming entity. Yeah, exactly. Which would have been the, hey, is this our parachute to safety, yeah. potentially. But, uh, I mean, it's none of those. So, yeah, it's a little bit alarming. We don't we don't really know what the financials are, but we've got a pretty good indication it's it's below what the Big 12 got. So it's man, I just think this is it's getting close to a house of cards that's going to collapse. Mm. It does seem concerning by the timing of this. So apparently George Klivkoff is not overly concerned about anyone defecting. Brett Yormark has recently met with multiple presidents of Pac-12 schools. The Big 12's efforts have been persistent. And we'll see exactly how this pans out. ESPN remains interested in the Pac-12 rights, but not at a price the conference is looking for. So they're trying to debate. Um, They're trying to negotiate. All right, let's get to number four. Let's talk some masters, shall we? Number four. Tigers about to tee off in 30, uh, 41 minutes from now. But the story of day two of the Masters has been the continued solid play of Brooks Kepka and the hard charge of Jason Day. Kepka is now 11 under for the tournament. What did he start today? Did he start today five under? No, he was he seven. Was, under. He was yeah, seven under. He was tied atop the board with Hovland and with Rom. So he's four under on the day. Jason Day is up to eight under for the tournament. What a great story, man! Wow. Has been uh, sort of in the golfing world abyss. I think I was he on the Netflix series. I don't know that I, he I, was. I, 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 I'm still in the first episode, <laughs> but I feel like I saw him. But he has, and remember, he's well-documented about some of the issues that he's had with vertigo and things of that nature, so it's really cool to see him. But Victor Hovland and John Rahm don't tee off for a minute. I mean, Rahm is, or Hovland is in Tiger's group. Rahm is at 7-under. He tees off at noon 18. I really haven't seen too many major movers today. You've got uh, Straka, who is 3-under now, but I guess we're now more focused on like the cut line. Freddie Couples is still one under for the tournament. Was that the quietest one under for an opening round that we've ever had from one Phil Mickelson? I felt like I didn't even realize he was one under until until his round was well over. He's yeah. By the way, Phil's three under. Phil's three under right now for the, uh, for the tournament. We'll see if he gets more coverage. Anything else that's kind of caught your eye from the the Masters? I'll be curious to see what happens with the weather as today progresses. Obviously, Hovland 
and Rom. What what are those two guys going to do? Because right now it's looking like folks are going to score on this course, and this could be maybe a record. I mean, we'll see what moving day looks like in the end of this round, but Plank, this thing is trending to where this could be a record Masters scoring finish, Mm -hmm. you know, for some folks at the top of the board. Now, is it going to continue down that trend? We'll see. Here was Victor Hovland after his round yesterday. I, I like to gamble a little bit. Um, you, pro- you probably shouldn't, shouldn't find out and see if you can hit the shot or not at the Masters. But, um, you know, you got you to gotta try them out some, somewhere. And uh, today I, uh, I um, pulled a lot of those shots off. So that was, that was fun. That just gives me more and more confidence. And uh, Brooks Kepka talked about how incredibly fast the greens were. Three weeks after when we played in 21, it was all about – I was just trying to figure out the best areas to walk. Okay, I completely and totally screwed that up. Brooks Kepka talked about his – I played the wrong cut. Brooks Kepka talked about bouncing back from his injury in 2021 and kind of the struggles he had. Three weeks after when we played in 21, it was all about – I was just trying to figure out the best areas to walk um, because this – this place is quite hilly. For me, it was downhill. It was a killer because my knee would get in front of my uh, heel, and that's where the MPFL stitch that's still in there would just tighten, and everything was was quite painful. But um, I, I don't have to worry about that anymore, which, is, which has been great. All right. The rain is supposed to start moving in later this afternoon. That's why they moved up start times for today. What, they push it up 30 minutes? And then tomorrow just is looking like it could be a complete wash. So, Masters, I'm telling you right now, if you just happen to catch my show and you can't stand me because I'm a little extra, I'm a little bit too much, make sure to get back in here for Steel Man at noon. I can't, I might, I've got a mo, I'm going to put my AirPod in, I'm going to listen to Steel Man, watch Tiger Woods. Well worth the price of admission. But Saturday's not looking good we'll see if they can get at least the first two rounds in today. And the price of admission is free, by the way. It is free. Big story number three. Number three. Don't look now. Don't look now, Josh Helmer. But the Oklahoma City Thunder are knocking on the door of a playoff appearance. Waters ducks in for the miss. Sets up Wiggins. Slot right, giddy open. Snaps off an angle right three and drains it. Cha-ching, a Thunder money ball. Excellent effort by the Thunder on the backboards. And they pretty much dominated a Utah Jazz team that you kind of felt like they shot their shot. What a season it's been for the Young Thunder. There's the horn ending it. OKC 114, the Utah Jazz 98. Hey, So, Thunder win and they're in. Beat Memphis and they're in. You lose. Well, and I guess we're going to find out a lot tonight because literally if, if the Mavericks lose one game, it's over. O-V-E-R, over. The Mavericks have to go 2-0 in their final two games. They got Chicago tonight. And, see, who do they wrap up? They wrap up with the Spurs, right? Chicago and the Spurs, yeah. So they've got the Bulls and the Spurs tonight against the Bulls, Sunday against the Spurs, Thunder tomorrow. They win against the Memphis team that will see how much of a go Memphis gives at it. I mean, everything's pretty much set for them. And what do they play Milwaukee tonight? Milwaukee's been resting guys like crazy. So, and it's an OKC. So I would expect a pretty awesome atmosphere there Saturday at 2.30. It's kind of cool to see a little bit of buzz. I was talking to the biggest Thunder fan I know, Gabe. Yesterday we were doing a show together and he's like, I 
it's nice to be nervous about a game again. It really is. Of course, the Jazz, like I said, I kind of think they shot their shot against the Lakers and nearly pulled it off. I think they're just ready to get to the offseason. Um, is this really the only true battle for a playoff spot that's left? If the Lakers win their last two games, and Golden, if they end up tied with Golden State, then the Lakers get the sixth seed. So it'll be interesting to see how they play it over the next few days. Well, yeah, I mean, that's huge for them to try and get out of the plan. Massive. All right, big story number two. Number two. All right, just because we're running behind, you're going to hear post-game from Patty Gasso after Texas Tech used six different pitchers last night. But Oklahoma still beat them 3-zip. Haley Lee first inning home run. Clutch RBI double from Alyssa Brito. And the Sooners won it 3-zip, so they're on fire. But we'll hear from Coach Gasso in a bit. And Skip and the Sooners fall in Waco 10-6 last night. 6.30 with the first pitch tonight. We'll be on the air with a 6 o'clock pregame show on the flagship for the rep. But you'll hear from Skip. You'll hear from Patty after the break. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. We continue our countdown to spring football. We talked earlier about running backs. You heard a little bit from DeMarco Murray. The push continues April 22nd. Get your tickets at Soonersports.com slash tickets. And I what, what did – Coach Venable said they're going to have a little scrimmage today. Maybe that was yesterday. But it it appears as if the two big – well, in third, the three big injury stories, Javante Barnes had a procedure to clean something up. They decided, hey, why, why wait on this? It's been an injury that's been nagging. Let's get him out. Robert Spears Jennings. Similar. Similar. And, and when Brent Venables talked about Robert Spears Jennings, he even kind of stepped back and said, he's been playing really well. And all the buzz that you hear from people that have been around practice a lot has been very positive towards Robert Spears Jennings. And then, you know, just waiting on Gentry Williams, he was doing some stuff on the side, according to those who were uh, at the viewing session the other day. So it, it looks like guys are getting back to where they need to be just in time for the spring game. There's no way Robert Barnes is playing the spring game, by the way. If you go out there expecting that, ain't happening. And I doubt we would see Jennings there too, right? I don't think he would play in the spring game. But to get them ready for 148 days, five hours and 36 minutes from now when the Sooners kick the season off against, who is that, Arkansas State? Arkansas State. There's your top five stories of the day with a few that we'll add in when we come back. Plus, it's payoff number two. Interesting night last night for the Sooner softball team. Challenging night for the Sooner baseball team. We'll talk Diamond Sports next. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Boy, there's some really good stuff on the text line. Okay, I'll, I'll get to that coming up here in just a bit. I, didn't, I keep forgetting that that's where the Live Golf is now, the C-Dub. Yeah, it's a really good point, isn't it? Yep. And... You know, for for something like the Live Tour that you've not had a TV deal before, CW taking a chance to get mm-hmm. into sports, that that partnership makes sense. And who knows, maybe maybe in you know ten years, Plank, if the Pac-12 partnership, if they ink a deal with CW, and if the Live Tour over the course of that time becomes successful and has staying power, and Kepka's on its way maybe to a major championship here. If uh, more names defect in the golf world and continue to win major championships and that turns into, 
an important sports broadcasting ticket, then maybe uh, the way we feel about CW changes over the next 10, 15 years, right? But Mm -hmm. just generally speaking, it wasn't surprising to see the Live Tour not land with Fox or not land with NBC or not land with CBS or ABC. It would be surprising, conversely, for the Pac-12 not to get that kind of deal, right? Mm -hmm. To have to go maybe what is perceived a lesser option, at least now today, in the television market. But you know what? Hey, times are a-changing, and ultimately, it's the almighty dollar. And Mm -hmm. whatever the almighty dollar says from CW, if it's a good price, then I don't think anybody from the Pac-12 is going to care what channel they're on, right? It's it's ultimately what does the payout look like. I I agree, man. The perception, though, the perception would be initially – Hey, it's not Fox, ABC, NBC, ESPN, CBS, you name it. I also would add, I think, you know, I go back to Fox. And by the way, if you're wondering what we're talking about, the Pac-12 has announced that, well, the Pac-12 hasn't announced anything, but through different sources, the the TV deal won't be done until late spring, summer, and I guess... Muse CW is in on the, the negotiating, and they've had talks with the CW. Now I don't think a magical network is going to come out of nowhere, but everyone did scoff and laugh some. Now what thirty years ago when the NFL went to Fox, I mean we're not too far removed. Be since your local Fox affiliate didn't even have local news at least in Tulsa, right? And now it's kind of become a staple. And I don't know, there's a whole generation that never remembers Fox was just the Tracy Ullman show and literally the Simpsons. And that was about it. So I'm maybe the C-Dub says, all right, let's try to find some of these niche things, see if it works, and who knows what happened. And there's nothing better in television programming than, than sports. Mm. That rate's the best. Absolutely. All right, so uh, Pat, let's start with softball. Patty Gasso, after the game last night, met with the assembled media and talked about the challenging approach, the unique approach. It was different than anything I think we've ever seen in college softball. Six different pitchers, none of them ever taken out because of peril or none of them threw more than an, a, their half inning. Here's what Coach Gasso said about the three-zip Sooner win last night. It was a good game tonight. I thought Texas Tech had a good game plan and um, kept us a little bit off balance. I think Alex was outstanding tonight, and our defense made big plays, big plays. I think Avery Hodge um, stealing that double was a big momentum changer. Grace um, Lyons on that backhand she made. I said Sanders made good plays. I thought defense was kind of securing the game along with pitching. And if a lot of times if you have two of the three parts of your game working well, you're going to find ways to win. And that, that's really the story tonight. But I thought um, their plan and their pitchers coming in the way they did um, offset us a little bit. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring tomorrow because I'm looking forward to seeing how our team's going to respond seen a version of that at times this year as far as rolling pitchers through not this aggressive at what point did you realize it was going to be a pitcher in inning and and what extra challenges did that face when you have no half inning to kind of make those adjustments it's um really just it's 
um, the team really getting involved and understanding what pitchers, like what they throw, and just kind of, there's just, it seemed like there was a lot of talk about it. A lot of, who is it now? What's their name? Who, what's their number? You know, a lot of that. And really, a lot of them looked very similar at times. So it's the ability to get to the plate and just be athletic. And I think we let some of that affect us a bit. And the words I was, like we were falling into traps. We were settling for average pitches that we really couldn't hit as hard as we needed to. Um, so it's good for us. It's good for us. I mean, if I am another team, I'm looking to find a way to beat the sooner. So what is a good way to do that? And I'm going to search and I'm going to try whatever I can try. And, um, you know, defense and pitching got us out of this one. Defense and pitching got us out of this one. I was doing some math earlier, if you missed it. By, by my math, pitchers are averaging and uh, starting pitchers, starting pitchers are averaging 2.26 innings against the Sooners this year. I've got to think that's among the lowest average for a pitcher that starts a game against any team in college softball. The Sooners have had only two pitchers make it past the fifth inning. Only four four pitchers. No, wait, hold on, that's incorrect. Yeah, only three pitchers have even made it to the fifth against the Sooners that started. Three! That's it. That even made it to the fifth inning. Whatever you got to do. Wild approach. Jessica, I got to find that. There was one other stat that, um, gosh, talked about the actual number. Oh, here you go. Thanks, Jess. 99 pitchers. OU, 148 total innings at the plate. Did you like this stat? I did. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I mean, sounds like it's right, but. It it sounds right to me. OU is averaging 1.8. Innings on average per pitcher. So, in other words, starters are basically averaging 2.2 innings per start. Pitchers, period, 1.85 innings. And, oh, by the way, Texas Tech hasn't scored on Oklahoma since 2019, so there's that. They'll get back at it tonight, six with the first pitch. We'll be on the air. Uh, yeah, I'm on ESPN Plus again tonight. So DJ and Nicole, after a smashing debut, are back for the radio broadcast. You can find us SoonerSports.com slash radio. I've got Skip Johnson post game and the text line next. My gosh, where did this show go? Tiger getting ready to tee off. Ooh, he's going without the collar. What do you think of the blue Nike no-collared shirt for Tiger Woods? Or does that have a collar on it? Nope. It's got like the little mock turtleneck thing, right? Yep. I think it looks cool. I think it's sharp. I mean, he's Tiger Woods. He can wear whatever he wants. I like Victor Hovland when they asked him about his shirt and what he chose. He's like, I just wear what they tell me to wear. (laughs) Good point. You tell me to wear it, I'll wear it. Um, And as we've been talking about all morning long with this quick Masters update, uh, it has been the Brooks Kepka show so far today. Kepka at 12 under. Through 15, uh, well, 
12 under for the tournament. He's through 15 today. So what is that? Five under on the day. Jason Day charging fast, charging hard. He's nine under on the day. He's through 13. Look out. Nine under overall for the tournament. Ah, sorry, right? sorry, sorry, sorry. If he was nine under for the day, I'd be that'd be amazing. He'd, and nine under through 13, they're like, this guy is a prodigy. You know, but that's basically what John Rahm shot yesterday after double bogeying the first hole. Which is crazy. All right, text next. Skip Johnson. It's a plank show. All right, let's hit the text line. Give me zone tomorrow morning. Nine and ten to wait. Ten to noon. See you out there from the the greens. Are you guys on location today? Yep. Uh, Saturday. Yep, we'll be out at the greens. We need to talk about that more. Yes, we should come out and see us. Which, by the way, they've got uh, a master special. Two drink specials uh, along with the pimento cheese sandwich, which you got to have, the egg salad sandwich. Uh, And let's see, they've got an Easter egg hunt, helicopter drop uh, on the practice and the short course at 11 a.m. Kids line up uh, 1045 out there on the patio. Yes, hand raised. Can you tell me a little bit more about this helicopter drop? Are we dropping kids from helicopters? I think so, I've got a few candidates. Pull the cord! (laughs) That sounds awesome. All right, so the Greens tomorrow, 9 to noon. Stuff for the kids, stuff for the adults. Should be a good time. Be out there. And and a ton of Masters talk, too. Golf, golf, golf. A lot of golf. Uh, Brooks Kepka, 12 under. Have you guys decided if you're going to take the show? What is the official Gimme Zone stance? On the Live Golf Tours trip to Oklahoma. Oh, are you kidding me? We would want to be there. All yeah, right. Okay. Absolutely. I, just, I didn't know where the battle lines were drawn here. Your team PGA or team Live? I feel like we're pro everybody. All right. We just, you know, if you want to play on the Live Tour, play on the Live Tour. If you want to play on the PGA Tour, play there. We just want to see great golf. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> Let's hit the text. This from the, I almost gave this phone number. 405-651-3439. Uh, this is a good question. Every inning, a new pitcher? Plank, is it possible for them to go to a new pitcher for every batter? <laughs> What's the ruling on that? <laughs> um, I mean, if you have oh, – so what would that take? Let's say you play a seven-inning game, so seven times three would be – that would be 21 pitchers that you would need. I don't think there's a rule against it, but it would be hilarious. If you have 21 pitchers on your roster, maybe that's the next wave. <laughs> uh, True Sooner, I made a Seinfeld joke last night, and nobody got it. Destiny Martinez looked at me and told me she's never seen Seinfeld in her life. And didn't know what I was talking about when I brought up George Costanza. I thought it was a great line. I mean, I I don't prepare these things. I count on the dome. But Avery Hodge came in in the the fifth, I think it was. Pendran stayed in the game, played right field. Had one play. Made a spectacular diving catch in right center field. And in the next inning, there was a new right fielder. And I looked at Destiny and said, hey, it's like the George Costanza at the meeting. She made the one big play. She's like, all right, see everybody later. All right, goodbye. (laughs) And she kind of looked at me, and I just went about, 
And I turned to her and I said, do Seinfeld references not register with you? She goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, man. I said, you should have just, you should have just said, what if I would have told you he was an old OU baseball player or something? And she didn't skip a beat. She goes, I would have believed you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think whenever we have the turkey drop, nobody's going to get that. Because that is a, Josh, you know what the turkey drop's from? No? If you don't, it's fine. You're not supposed to. You're too young. The turkey drop. No, I, I don't know what you're talking about. WKRP in Cincinnati. Les Nesman. God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. They dropped the turkeys and they're just, he's describing us. And the turkeys, they're, they're falling on people. And it's terrible. There's blood everywhere. Um, Let's see. Oh. <laughs> oh. The turkey drop. I don't know if I want to read that one. It's. I feel like I'm T.J. Perry right now, to where there's one that I had on my sheet, and I'm like, that's a you've good lost one. lost it. But then I'm like, uh, I don't know. Now you've decided against it. 5808 writes, I always imagine Mr. Sports is at a tire shop during his call, reclining in a metal office chair with duct tape holding the ripped seat together, and Dr. Phil's on the 13-inch TV hanging on the wall. <laughs> I don't know that he's watching Dr. Phil. <laughs> well, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice, Josh, because you're stuck in the tire shop. And nobody wants to ask for the remote because you don't want to be that guy. Right, yeah, you can't. You yeah. got a remote for this thing? You got cable in here? Uh, Dodger Blaine. Softball needs safer barriers and walls like NASCAR. I That Peyton Blythe, the left fielder for Texas Tech, absolutely just jammed her. I thought it was her head. I believe it was her shoulder. Into the left field wall trying to make a diving catch. Scary moment. Looks like she's okay, um, at least in terms of a severe injury. Oh, you believer 56. One of my favorite softball dudes from the 281. If Texas Tech changes the order of the six pitchers and uses Herzog, the real key today is which pitchers face which OU hitters. Today, it is a real possibility that not many OU hitters could see a pitcher again. Okay, I see what you're saying. Let me. In other words, they started with, oh gosh, of course, whenever I'm trying to be smart, A, I don't bring my score sheet into the studio today, and B, I don't have the box score up in front of me. But, for instance, last night, instead of that pitcher pitching the first inning, maybe she throws the second. Right? You just kind of stagger him so you're not seeing the same pitcher that a certain part of the lineup did. He adds, That's st- that will still help Tech, in my opinion, today. Actually, a pretty smart thing for Tech to try after the 43 runs scored by OU last year. You know how many, you know how many runs Texas Tech scored? Compared to the OU forty three during the series last year, that would zero. be zero. Zero point zero. Um, and and one more here. Act. I got a couple more here, but one from the nine oh three. How challenging is it to adjust your play by play between radio and TV? Oh, TV is easy. TV is cake to me compared to radio. You just let the. Uh, 
I, let the picture do the talking. For right. The most part. I, I feel like though in TV, it really you really got to know both teams because and you you count on your analyst a lot. That's the one thing. I probably do a lot more prep on the opponent for TV because, at least on TV, you know there's a lot more fans of the other team that's listening. And trust me, from someone who's received a nasty gram from a parent of another player before multiple occasions, you want to make sure you're doing right by both broadcasts. Someone texted and said, are you going to be neutral? I'm like, no, it still says Sooner Vision on ESPN+. Plus, So neutrality goes out the window. I-M-H-O. And how can I be neutral whenever OU is playing? Come on. I can be neutral calling an OSU-Texas game. I can be neutral calling, and I'm excited about it all. But when it comes to Oklahoma, come on, man. They know what they're getting. Neutrality. That's boring. But it is interesting how different it truly is. I found myself, if you watched last night, I said, hey, hits this one to the right side. and And I'm like, well, I'll calm down. Nice play by Jennings. You saw it two away. I don't have to tell you that it's a hot shot, or I don't have to tell you it it skips to the wall. You see it. And to me, it's just finding that other part of the play that maybe TV's not getting. That makes sense? I, I love doing TV. Love it. I love it. I feel like I haven't done my job after I finish with TV. <laughs> I feel like, like, damn. You don't really have to do too much. All those pictures kind of take care of everything for you. That, I'm very excited to get back to radio. Saturday I'm back on radio. I'm very That's excited. the comfort zone. That's my comfort zone. That and, as Gunny brought up, my job's in peril, man. DJ and Nicole crushed it, and they, they're back on the call tonight. All right, when we come back, a couple picks for the weekend. Get a Masters update. Been a fast show today, right? I feel like it's cooked. Friday on The Ref. How you feeling about the weekend, Josh Helmer? Let's start with golf. Masters. Masters. Who you got? Well, I've been, uh, for several months, been on the train that until it's proven otherwise, I'm taking John Rahm to win the thing. You know what's funny? I don't make picks very often for the world of golf. Let me go ahead and clarify that. I never make picks for the world of golf. Oh, Tiger changed. Now he's got a collared shirt on. But I did before this tournament started say it's got a pretty good John Rahm feel to it. And then he proceeded to double bogey the first hole. And I thought, oh, my gosh. So much for that. I am never talking about golf again. All right. Um, We all feel good about the Sooners getting a couple of wins over Texas Tech in softball, right? Yes. I think Oklahoma showed if, – if Tech was going to get them, I think winning three zip is about as close as you're going to come. Probably there's a good chance that one or both will be uh, of run rule variety. Yeah, so well. that's that's what I was going to say. Over under run rules for the final two games, one and a half. I'll take the over. I think they're going to run rule both. Two games left for the Sooners in Waco College Baseball. Over under wins for the Sooners, one. I uh, I think they'll get a game. Okay. So it'd be push. I push, guess. yeah. I guess maybe I should have made it one and a half just so you can go over or under. Yeah, right? I would have gone under, I think. All right, most important question of the day. Excitement level to listen to Mike Steely do a radio show while he's on remote and 
while Tiger Woods is playing. 79 out of 10 to oh. listen to Steel Man and Thune at noon. I, I have been so excited. I've been so excited for that today. Steely's the ultimate Tiger fan, and I get to listen to him while he watches Tiger? Let's go. It would have been a little bit better if, uh, you know, Tiger, Tiger shot like a 300 or something yesterday. I had, It's funny you mentioned that. I had kind of accepted that Tiger Woods was out and you know, had a tough day, two over. And legitimately, Josh, as I was accepting that, I think it was, I think it was Gabe who's like, well, you know, it is Tiger. So you just never know. And I was thinking, no. Don't tell me that. Well, I think we pretty well know he's not winning this golf tournament. Okay. Well, not winning it, making the cut was the question that I had brought up. Because I guess the projected cut line was plus one at the start of Toby's show. Now, yeah, I don't know how much that has moved. He's got a chance. Yeah, right. to make the cut. I that mean, was the conversation. To play well today. Not to win it, Josh. Sorry. But to make the cut. What's that last text right there? I, I shut down all my computers. Yeah. Last 10 meetings with Texas Tech, OU has outscored them 115-3. to Oklahoma scored three runs last night in a game. And we're concerned. If Texas Tech scored three runs against the Sooners, they might They give would a, double up what they've done in the last 10 games. They would Gatorade shower Oklahoma, or, or their, their coaching staff, so... Perspective is always key. Man, fast show today. This, I have so much still to talk about. We never talked about Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. That's what the people want. Steel Man and Thune at noon next right here on The Ref. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Easter.